remarkable instrument can taste and register on this dial the flavors of different kinds of fruits. We'll convert the taste of this apple into sound coming from this loudspeaker. Here's a piece of strong cheese. Cheese has a sound probably all of its own. Baby Bell. My name is MC Manchego. <laughs> uh, welcome to a particularly uh, pungent edition of Project Moonbase entitled Is the Moon Made of Cheese? We will answer, Don't answer! We will answer that question throughout the show in various ways uh, by playing a selection of cheesy tunes. We, we thought of following our hot on the heels from our Wall Biscuit special. We ought to do a show about a nice complimentary foodstuff, namely cheese. Well, since we since we alighted upon the notion that uh, biscuits and crackers, they're sort of branches of the same mm. tree, should we say? Yes. Then the, the, the next logical step is to, is to bring cheese in, isn't it? Absolutely. And place it atop that mm. cracker. And maybe a little glass of port on the side. Or sherry. Or sherry, yes. Mm. <laughs> we invite you, dear listeners. Of Pause. Pour yourself a glass. Exactly. Get out the cheese board. Summon your butler. <laughs> Pull that sash next to the wingback armchair. Tinkle that tiny silver <laughs> bell. Jules, <laughs> bring out the fromage. Uh, yes, in amongst all of the cheesy tunes, we do have, of course, MC Manchego and his unnecessary news. That's right. This week, lava lamps, old magazines, and your backup toaster. Vital news. Emergency! Uh, we are going to start uh, so gently and softly by playing a track all about soft cheese mm. by an equally, uh, um, what's the word, lactose? Not Clearly not lactose intolerant band called the Natural Yogurt Band. Uh, this comes from uh, their debut album from 2008 called Away With Melancholy. And as I say, this is their own tune called Soft Cheese. Thank <laughs> you. 
Sean Lee there with Hammond Cheese. <laughs> hey, that's clever, isn't it? Very good. From an album called Psychedelic Percussion, a little bit of a, a modern take on yes. library-esque music there. It's on the Pedigree Cuts label, which is which was a rare example of a, a modern day. They still do it, yeah, modern day library music People label. People still need library <laughs> music. Do, there yeah. are still libraries, aren't there, for the moment? <laughs> And before that, the Natural Yogurt Band with a track called Soft Cheese there with a rather unpleasant whooshing sound, which I, <laughs> I didn't care for at all. From an album called Away With Melancholy, mm. misspelt. Misspelt, yeah. The debut album. They have, I think, released two albums today. That first album came out on the wonderful Jazzman I like the rest of it, and I do like Natural Yogurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm in favour of uh, the lactose. Yes. In fact, I go as far as to say that I am lactose belligerent. <laughs> you know. I'm lactose insistent. I can't take these intolerant people. <laughs> no. You know. know. How can you possibly not tolerate lactose? Well, let's, you know, can we all just get along? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Project Moonbase, a weekly and quite often food related uh, podcast. <laughs> Uh, which you can uh, download on a regular basis. And if you want to find out when that uh, next edition of the show is out, or if you want to get in touch with us, you may use this method. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. If you want to find out uh, even more about the cheesy goodness, please go to our website. That's right. Head on over to Project Moonbase to find out everything you need to know about the show and how to contact us. You'll see a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, please subscribe, review, and click five stars. It really helps the show. 
We need some more reviews. We need to bubble up. Project Moon Base is a listener-supported show. That's you we're talking about there, dear listener. If you would like to support us, you may do so by making your next purchase on Amazon via our website, which you do by going to the top right-hand corner and clicking the appropriate button. It doesn't cost you anything. It's entirely anonymous, and it keeps us well-supplied with oatcakes. Yes, thanks to everybody for listening and recommending us to your friends. Recommend us to your <laughs> friends. You, dear listener, are the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> Profound. Yes. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you can make a tiny but perfectly formed monthly donation. If you go to projectmemiss.com, under each posting of the show, there is a button that says donate. You can donate as little as a pound. Mm. You won't feel it, but we will. We will. Because it's worth a lot more on the moon. It is. <laughs> Exchange rate is pretty, pretty good, good for us. It's pretty good at the moment. And thanks to all those delightful uh, people out there who are, indeed, donating on a monthly basis to the coffers of the moon base. It's much appreciated. And now we're going to... Uh, I have to say, I was surprised when I was putting the show together that there's not that many tracks out there about specific cheeses. So... <laughs> you were, you maybe, were surprised about that. The, the surprising few <laughs> cheese, cheese yes. connoisseurs who are also library musicians uh, yes. who also either own a moog or a sitar... <laughs> Or play the steel drums. Or do chip tune. Yeah. I, I find that surprising. <laughs> I know, it's shocking, too. isn't it? What's yeah. going on? So you'll find most of the tracks in this week's show are generically about cheese, but this is a nice example of a, an album which actually has two specific cheeses on it. We're going to play one of them. The other track is a track called Cheddar, but we're going to play a nice little tune from this artist called Mr. Modo, and this comes from his uh, 2009 album Homemade Buns, with an unfortunate use of the apostrophe after so I'll try to draw you up on that, uh, oh, Mr. Modo. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, um, dear. I hope, he's, I hope he's joking with that use of the apostrophe, which he has placed before the S, which is not really where it should be. Well, in fact, there shouldn't be an apostrophe there at all. No. But uh, <laughs> we'll let you off, because it's a rather... Well, long. you may. <laughs> we'll give you an amnesty just for the duration of this show. All right. I can live with that. <laughs> uh, this is Mr. Modo's tune, Feta mm, and Tomato.
that was Mr. Modo there with feta and tomato mm. from Homemade Buns. Now, I feel a bit bad now. <laughs> I feel a bit bad about my uh, castigating him over his use of his apostrophe because mm. he's a Frenchman. Yes, he is. He's a Frenchman. So, um, you know, well done. They don't and have... Do they have apostrophe? They don't have apostrophes in no French, idea. do they? They have lots of those little hats, don't they? <laughs> they and do, yeah. And goo and all that. That's right, yeah. All that stuff. But he's a psychedelic French beat maker. French beat maker. Mm. And he's on the Twitters. He Mr. Is. Modo. No uh, underscores or anything like that. You can also find him on Facebook. So that was rather, rather nice, though, wasn't it? Yes. And as he... You hinted it had a touch of a uh, little bit of Henry. Yes, a bit of Tudor, a bit of a Tudor going on there. A little bit of a Tudor feel. All the... <laughs> it was good stuff, well, yes, I enjoyed it that. was. I'm, I'm one over. And we'd recommend the other cheese strike. It was a nice he's got, and we should perhaps, you know, if we went, I don't want to ever be accused of favouritism, so, so I didn't want to put two tracks by Mr. Modo in the show, but he does have a track, as I say, a track called Cheddar on that same album. He like A man likes cheese. <laughs> he does, And yes. a Frenchman that likes, a, well, well, that's an English not? cheese, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, it's very rare, isn't it? <laughs> I'm warming to this guy. I, I saw that apostrophe and that made me very angry, but I'm, I'm back on track now. <laughs> I enjoyed that. We embrace your work, Mr. Modo. Bless you. Or should we say Monsieur Modo? Modo. He calls himself Mr. <laughs> he does. Uh, now, there'll be plenty more uh, fattening <laughs> musical selections shortly, dear Lister, but now it's time for us to head off to the creamery of unnecessary news. Fashion student Laurie Marshall spent a month stitching 1,500 meringues into a mouth-watering outfit. She painstakingly attached three different sizes of meringues onto a lightweight skirt which fits over two underskirts. The creation was sprayed with varnish to stop it melting under the lights at the launch of the Scottish Wedding Show in Glasgow, where it was modelled by a former Miss Scotland, Louise Weatherup. A Weatherup. Weather up! <laughs> Laurie... Oh, it's Laurie now. A minute ago, it was Lois. Laurie from the south side of Glasgow, who studied fashion technology at Clyde College, said, In theory, you could wear it for a wedding dress, but the bride would need strong legs. It's very heavy. <laughs> oh, I thought meringues were light. Clearly, en masse, they are not light. What's heavier, a ton of feathers or a ton of meringues? <laughs> ha! They're both the same! <laughs> It'd probably be all right in the rain for a few minutes, but you wouldn't want to get married in it on a hot day. Confectioners Lee of Scotland supplied the meringues for the crazy costume. I thought the meringues might melt or drop off under the lights, but the dress stayed in one piece. It's amazing, said former Miss Scotland Lois Weatherup at the Corinthian nightclub in Glasgow wearing a wedding dress made out of meringues shortly before she was consumed by a horde of rats. <laughs> in other news... This medical case may give a whole new meaning to the phrase beer gut. Oh. A 61-year-old man with a history of home brewing oh, <laughs> stumbled into a Texas emergency room complaining of dizziness. Nurses ran a breathalyzer test and sure enough, the man's blood alcohol concentration was a whopping 0.37%. Five times the legal limit for driving in Texas. But the man said he hadn't touched a drop of alcohol that day. Fire. <laughs> He would get drunk out of the blue on Sunday morning after being at church, or really just any time, said Barbara Cordell, the Dean of Nursing at Panola College in Texas. Other medical professionals chalked up the man's problem to closet drinking! But Cordell and Dr Justin McCarthy, a gastroenterologist at Lubbock, wanted to figure out what was really going on, so the team searched the man's belongings for liquor and then isolated him in a hospital room for 24 hours. Throughout the day, he ate carbohydrate-rich foods, and the doctors periodically checked checked his blood for alcohol, at one point it rose to 0.12%. Eventually, McCarthy and Cordell pinpointed the culprit, an overabundance of brewer's yeast oh. in the gut. Oh my. Apparently this is something that is uh, quite common. Really? Well, some people take it as some kind of a pill, don't they? Brewer's mm, yeast. That's right. For health reasons. According to Cordell and McCarthy, the man's intestinal tract was acting like his own internal brewery. Taxation, that's going to cost you. The patient had been infected with Saccharomyces cerevisiae, or Cordell says, so that when he ate or drank starch, a bagel or pasta or even soda, the yeast fermented the sugars into ethanol and he would get drunk. Essentially, he was brewing his own beer in his gut. I like so, the sound of this. But it said cheap night out, didn't it? <laughs> they called it auto-brewery syndrome. <laughs> Chessington World of Adventure bans leopard print clothing. <laughs> Animal print wearing visitors will be handed grey boiler suits to punish them for their abysmal fashion choices. <laughs> 
And uh, so that they don't antagonise or excite animals. <laughs> the wildlife park has banned visitors from wearing leopard print clothing because it is confusing the animals. <laughs> Chessington World of Adventure Resort announced the zero-tolerance policy on animal prints and brought in bouncers to enforce it. <laughs> Yeah. Zookeepers noticed the trend for animal print clothing had caused animals to try to communicate with those wearing it or run away in fear. Zookeepers have noticed the wildlife becoming puzzled when <laughs> spotting visitors that looked like them. <laughs> How do you spot a puzzled zebra? That zebra looks puzzled. Yes, Parks Boats woman Natalie Dillaway said visitors get so close to wild species that if someone wears the same pattern as an animal's coat, they become over-friendly. <laughs> That's a good euphemism. A cheetah is becoming over-friendly. <laughs> if they wear the pattern of its predator, it has the opposite effect and the animal becomes afraid and runs away. Banned prints include zebra, giraffe, leopard, cheetah, tiger, spotted hyena, striped hyena, and African wild dog. <laughs> Anim I didn't know you could get so many. I know. Animal behaviour consultant, Dr. Candy, looks like Dosser. I might be saying that wrong. Said, possibly the worst thing you can do is limp past the lion or tiger enclosure in a zebra print outfit. Hold on, limp. Showing weakness. <laughs> limp past? Just limp. Well, that's the worst thing you can do. If you, look like, if you look like a zebra and you're limping past the lion or tiger enclosure, they're going to think, hello. Are the bouncers checking for limps as well? Hello. Yeah, if you're lame and, you, and you're in zebra print, watch out. Is there any chance I can get you to do that? Any chance? No? <laughs> to wear a leopard print outfit and limp past the tiger limp. enclosure. <laughs> you have been used! Crayola. Thank you, Editor Zucanium. Thank you, sir. For that carnivorous selection of news stories. There'll be more later on in the show. That was the great Percy Faith, a man we don't hear enough of on Project Moonbase, uh, with a, a tangential reference to the theme of this week's show. That was a tune of his called Cheesecake, which I think perhaps has a slightly different meaning in this context than the one we're looking at. But anyway, uh, from his 1964 album, The Love Goddesses, plural. 
Something strange, but there we are. And uh, thankfully, lots of uh, Percy Faith stuff is now available as reissued uh, CDs and also in download form. As we often say in the show, if you want to buy copies of any of the tunes you hear in the show, you can go to projectwingbase.com and do that very thing wherever possible. Uh, now, um, one of the most extraordinary things that happened when I was putting the show together was the discovery of a magazine. Are you referring to Cheese Connoisseur? I am indeed referring to a specialist magazine, top shelf magazine called <laughs> Cheese Connoisseur. Glossy. <laughs> I don't know. Is it glossy? Do oh, they still well, have that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I assume you can get it in print form, but you can actually get it as one of these newfangled, fancy uh, virtual <laughs> magazines as well. Not only that, dear listener, but the star interviewee of the summer 2013 edition is none other than William Shatner, <laughs> the great man himself. <laughs> Yes, he's interviewed. <laughs> Not only that, he's on the front cover. <laughs> he is, yes. And he's, the t- uh, yes. title of the piece is We're Paying a Trip with Bill Shatner to the Fromage Frontier. Fromage Frontier. That's clever, isn't it? In case you didn't know, that brings in the reference to Star Trek. <laughs> oh, really? Final Frontier, you it know. Does, and yeah. cheese. And cheese. Fromage. But that's Very French clever. for cheese, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dear. These are, these are connoisseurs. Yeah, clearly. Not of the English language. Cheese connoisseur asks. <laughs> William, can I call you Bill? Oh. He's all right with that. He is. Of course he is. He's a friendly, he's a friendly he's chap. He's a lovely guy. He's very happy. He's looming over some cheeses with a knife <laughs> in, in, in this article, uh, looking, well, I'd say perhaps malice, <laughs> malicious towards the cheese, the giant wheel of cheese. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cheese connoisseur asks him, was specialty cheese a part of your diet growing up? <laughs> and he says, to be perfectly honest, no. <laughs> It's not something that children appreciate. It's one of those things that uh, are an acquired taste, which is a topic I'm very interested in. The whole idea of how tastes developed and become sophisticated. <laughs> it's almost as if he's talking about his musical career, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it's yeah. not something that children like, no. but you could probably <laughs> no. acquire a taste for it. And if you have, he's pictured with a large glass of red wine. And if you, in, if you do have a large glass of red wine, then his music becomes even better, doesn't it? It does. Like a fine cheese. Mm. He's, got, he's got a web series as well. You explore that theme in your web series, Brown Bag Wine Tasting, which, which is a charming approach to the blind taste test, he says. So, it involves, but does it involve William Shatner drinking out of a brown paper bag? Yeah, possibly with yes. some hobos. Who knows? Yeah. Shatner already has brown bag cheese tasting as an intellectual property. <laughs> so I don't know. It'd have to be a big bag, wouldn't he? Puts his whole head in the bag. Yes. And there's a piece of cheese in the bottom, which he has to nibble on. That's right. Yeah, that could work. Why not? So he likes cheese. <laughs> and that so. is why we felt that we could include William Shatner in this very episode. Now, I have, dear Lester, reluctantly agreed under duress... To play one of... Uh, Under the cheese knife. <laughs> Under the cheese knife of MC. I'm, I'm flexing a cheese wire now. <laughs> Few people know that my job on the moon base, or I should say my job off the moon base when I'm allowed <laughs> out, is to murder the enemies of <laughs> of uh, DJ Baby Bell, as he is known this week. I'm in a kennel, essentially. I'm in a hutch. And when one of the people that have angered DJ Bongo Boy... Um, and there's a lot of them. And there's a lot. There's a long list. <laughs> He flies me down to the earth. <laughs> I dispatch them, sometimes with a cheese wire, yeah. apropos of yeah, uh, this particular show. It's a good way of doing it. And then back up into my hutch, and I probably, I might get like a Tonic's tea cake as a special treat. But, Very uh, lucky, yeah. <laughs> you were saying? Well, it was, Under duress. It was under... while you were wielding that cheese wire that I <laughs> felt I ought to agree with your suggestion that we may have steer clear of his uh, well-known covers... And we play another one of his original tunes. I also feel the omnipresent uh, cheese knife of Space Disco Jeff, who is of a similar bent as True. well, who prefers the original tunes to the covers. So we thought we'd play the title track from his album Has Been. Uh, we should advise you, dear listener, that there is a naughty word that young ears possibly shouldn't be hearing in the middle of this track. But um, it's good for adults. <laughs> you say your name is? Jack. Never done Jack. Glad to meet you. Who's your friend? Dick. 
Don't say dick. What do you know? And you, friend, what's your handle? Darn! Two thumbs gone. Riding on their own chairs, they dream of wealth and fame. Fear is their companion. Nintendo is their game. Never done jack and two thumbs down and psychic don't say dick. We'll laugh at others' failures Though they have not done shit I heard of you The ready made Connecting with the ever-ready Yeah Never was talking about Still trying I got it Forever bitter Gossiping about Never say die May I inquire What you've been doing, Mr... Jack Never done Jack And you, partner What's the news of the world, Dick? I don't say Dick Don, of all the people you must be the tattler. Two thumbs up! What are you afraid of? Failure. So am I. Has been. Has been. Has been implies failure. Has Not been. so. Has been's history. Has been. Has been. Was. Has been. Might again. complete our trio of giants there in this part of the show having had Percy Faith after the last uh, Unnecessary News we had of course the great Sir William Shatner with uh, an original uh, composition of his moving heartfelt very moving yes and apologies again for any uh, offence caused by the the language foul language used in the middle of that song uh, there is supposed to be a new album of William Shatner original tunes coming out I think this year 2013 so as soon as we know dear listener we'll certainly be letting you know and be playing it on the show I hope that he includes a track about his love of cheese <laughs> yes or pe- brown paper bags uh, absolutely and we followed that with uh, the, another great, uh, someone we've actually dedicated a whole show to, actually, in the past, the great Edmundo Ross, uh, sadly no longer with us, but he made it to his centenary. Yes, and his music is still around. <laughs> it so is. If you go to projectmimus.com and you see a little search box in the top right-hand corner, and you yes. can type in Edmundo Ross and uh, enjoy an entire show. That's right. And that comes from, originally from a whole album, believe it or not, of uh, Edmundo Ross arrangements of uh, tunes from The Sound of Music. <laughs> <laughs> called surprisingly enough the ross sound of music and you can get that as a twofer on cd and i'm sure you can also get it as a download but now the listener it is time very appropriately enough for us to separate the curds and way of unnecessary news 
Walkie Hole Witch hangs up her broomstick. <laughs> it's a sad day. It's a sad oh, day. The resident witch of Walkie Hole Caves in Somerset has quit her £50,000 a year job. What? Obviously, being a witch pays quite well, doesn't it? She's going to become an entrepreneur, apparently. Actress Sunny <laughs> Van Der Pass yeah. is leaving her role after two years to launch her own clothing line based <laughs> upon her costumes. <laughs> That's peculiar. Directors at the popular tourist attraction need to find a replacement witch in time for Halloween. Wookie Hole director Daniel Medley said, Our new witch has to be someone who can work school holidays and weekdays and who is not allergic to cats or children. Or cat-children hybrids. But not dogs. <laughs> no. The attraction employs a witch pro rata, largely over the summer holidays, Halloween and Christmas, and they are expected to live in the site's caves during busy periods <laughs> and teach witchcraft and magic. <laughs> really? Witchcraft? That's what we want to teach our children, Apparently, is it? Yes, I'm quite surprised to hear it, but yeah. The role normally attracts thousands of applicants <laughs> who compete for the post in an X Factor style audition. <laughs> I'm surprised that isn't on television, as it sounds about as appealing as <laughs> the real X Factor. It does, yeah. Sorry, you know what they should call that show, don't you? The Hex Factor. That's very good. That is very good. Copyright that. I think we need to talk to Simon Cowell or something, don't we? <clears throat> Sorry. Legend has it that the original Wookiee Witch was turned to stone by Father Bernard, who had been appointed by the Abbot of Glastonbury, a tradition which is carried out to this very day. The attraction has a living witch and has had that living witch for more than a decade and she's expected to go about her business as a hag so visitors can see what it was like in the dark ages. The job description is going about your business as a hag. Are you able to do that? Do you have any hagging experience? Have you hung about in a cave before in any of your previous jobs? Well, I worked in an office, did some filing. Well, there are no files in the cave, madam. None at all. We probably could put a filing cabinet in there if you feel the yes. need to do it. <clears throat> anyway, the original witch lived in the caves with some goats and a dog and was blamed for a number of ills, including crop failures and disease. Oh. The previous incumbent in the role, Fiona Robertson, caused controversy when she was spotted by her bosses performing on X Factor. Again with X Factor! In her costume. <laughs> Presumably there is no wardrobe in the cave no. either. No. She was supposedly off sick at the time. She faced disciplinary proceedings that was allowed to keep her job after overwhelming public support. The current witch will be turned to stone by the Abbot of Glastonbury next Sunday. I wonder if applicants are asked if they mind being turned to stone at the end of their shift. It's £50,000 a year. You take the rough with the smooth, don't you? you know. What kind of stone? That's what I'd like to know. Exactly, yeah. What kind of stone? We need to know. Chinese hospital asks for the blood of a hundred virgins. <laughs> the Peking University Cancer Hospital says it needs the blood of a hundred female virgins to study human papillomavirus, an infection usually contracted through sexy activity. <laughs> oh dear. The hospital asks that women be uh, aged between 18 and 24 since their blood is less likely to be infected with HPV. Chinese social media has erupted over claims of the such a study being demeaning to women and promoting virginity worship. <laughs> apparently. Really? <laughs> promoting virginity worship, which is apparently something that is already there, is it? <laughs> <laughs> apparently so, yeah. Are you promoting virginity worship? <laughs> I've never heard of it, but perhaps I am. It's in line with international practice to collect female virgin blood samples, which serve as negative control substances in HPV research, says hospital spokeswoman Guangjing Ping. Given that the risk of contracting HPV is low among women who have never had sex. Possibly the strangest aspect of this request is the hospital won't be conducting tests to see if the volunteers are being truthful. Which reminds me, the blood of a hundred virgins? Uh, uh, yes, I'm going to add that to my Christmas list. <laughs> And finally, New York installs texting zones along its highways. New York has begun repurposing 91 of the state's park ride <laughs> lots and rest stops to include text stop signs. And they actually have the mayor <laughs> posing next to road sign that says text stop on it. Yeah, so motorists know that they're in a safe place and where they can pull over and text instead of doing it while driving. Of course, if you actually need a sign to tell you that your parking spot is a good place to pull over and text, you probably shouldn't be texting in the first place. And in fact, you probably shouldn't be driving either. Yeah. 
you have been used. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that laugh out loud selection of news stories. There'll be more on next week's show. Angelic sound there, of course, of Leona Anderson, who apparently exhausted many uh, teachers, vocal coaches throughout Europe. <laughs> that time, I love to, I love to kind of imagine them just swooning <laughs> mid, midway through her singing anything, <laughs> dabbing their foreheads with their uh, a perfumed handkerchief as they slump back into an armchair. That's right. She has that. That's quite an effect. Um, it's uh, potent stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Extremely potent stuff from a, a, a marvellous, thankfully reissued on uh, Trunk Records album, Music to Suffer By. <laughs> the, great, uh, the great vocal talent, gym, gymnastics of uh, Leona Anderson there, with a song, as we mentioned before, a rare example in this case of a song about a specific kind of cheese. In this case, uh, the Limburger, which is uh, notorious for being one of the most pungent uh, of cheese, and uh, a cheese I have to say I've never encountered, smelt or tasted, in fact. Well, I think it's, um, I think it's an American cheese, isn't it? Or it's certainly popular in America. The German, it's a German cheese. I think, it, yeah, but there's a lot of Germans in America. They're the silent <laughs> minority. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all over the place. <laughs> well, Germ- I, mean, I think America is the only place outside Germany where there are German restaurants. Really? For obvious reasons, I would say. But- <laughs> I saw something not that long ago about this woman who um, luxuriates under the name Cecil <laughs> Tolas, who's a chemist specialising in smell and an advocate for one of our most powerful uh, senses, smelling things. And she did a project with MIT involving a study of male sweat, mm. involving female volunteers. They volunteered to smell it and uh, smell a lot of armpits, including, you know, directly off the armpits itself. <laughs> 
And for a well-known shoe manufacturer, she analysed the chemical combinations found in David Beckham's football boots and discovered a molecule which is also found in Limburger cheese. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that David uh, Beckham yeah. alone manufactures this, this Limburger-like uh, smell. I'm sure even unfamous shoes might have that molecule in it, but uh, there we go. It's quite interesting. There's a whole film about it. I think it's, it's on something called Design in Derby, which is Design I-N-D-A-B-A mm-hmm. in Derby, where there's a whole um, little chat about it. She's quite entertaining. I like the fact that she travels everywhere with an electronic nose. Well, yeah. <laughs> she'll smell anything. She, she'll smell anything. And uh, there we go. Good. Yes. Mm. Wonderful news. Science! <laughs> we love it. We uh, absolutely love it. We're going to play a little a little antidote, <laughs> I think, now to calm the nerves after that uh, last uh, piece of music. This is the wonderful sound of uh, Joe Loco, or Crazy Joe, I guess. Sounding not too crazy on this next tune. This is uh, from his album Vaya, and a track uh, which is one of the preferred ways of enjoying cheese, uh, in this case with bread. This is a tune called Pan Con Queso. was Joe Loco, Pan Con Queso from 1956, Vea with Joe Loco there. Mm-hmm. That was the album. A splendid stuff, Lovely. wasn't it? Yes, a little bit of jazz piano there. I have been DJ Baby Bell. Have you enjoyed spreading the cheese? Last <laughs> week's edition of Fudge Moon Bass. I have been MC Manchego. <laughs> and I hope you've been able to enjoy a variety of pickles and... Mm. Maybe some mang- um, some quince jelly. Maybe some quince jelly as well with, mm. with this week's episode. Mm. <laughs> uh, we're going to leave you with a delightfully a beautiful little number from uh, those two giants of uh, kraut rock 
uh, Hans Joachim Rodelius and Dieter Merbius, who of course also are known as the band Kluster, been recording since uh, the early 70s. Uh, this is and from an album of theirs called Apropos Kluster, which came out in 1990, apparently after an eight-year hiatus. An hiatus! <laughs> And it's a rather lovely thing with uh, Hans Joachim Rodelius doing some lovely piano work and Dieter Mobius making some nice electronic squelches and bloops over the top of that. It's the third and final example of a specific cheese <laughs> on this week's show, uh, delightfully named Emmental. Until next week, dear listener. Pass the port, there's a good fellow. Fakery and Fagans next week on Project Moonbase F for Fake.